it. Well, good morning again. So as I had mentioned, um, we were away on missions trip this past Sunday. There was nine of us all together uh, that left on June the 19th, and um, the team returned on June the 27th. And uh, we wanted today just to uh, share some stories of what, what the Lord has done. And we kind of want to bring it all together to encourage you guys and to testify of all the good things that, that happened because the fruit that we saw on this trip is, is, our, is our fruit. So I want to start, start with this. If you went on the trip, and there's three, like Esmeralda just went upstairs, and then there's two other members um, that we'll hear from by video. Uh, that aren't here today. But if you went on the trip, I just want you to stand. Cool. And then the two of us will stand. <clears throat> Stay standing. Don't, don't sit down. Now, don't let this feel awkward because sometimes when we talk about money in church, it feels awkward. But this isn't awkward. It's okay? no big deal. It's no big deal. It's yeah. big deal. I'm not taking another offering so you can relax. If you financially gave to support one of these or gave in the offering or the fundraiser uh, towards this trip, I want you to stand. Don't let this be awkward. This is okay. <coughs> if you prayed for the team before or during the trip, I want you to stand. Now, if you're here and you encourage someone who went on the trip, I want you to stand if you're not already standing. And if you're not already standing, if you served somebody who went on the, um, on the trip uh, so that they could go, then I want you to stand. All right. Now I want you to look around. This is our team for the missions trip that we went on. Okay. So you can sit, and then I'm going to have our team members uh, 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 come. So we've got uh, Hunter. It's and... Hunter's birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah! Happy birthday, Hunter. He's 18. 18 years old. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so we have Hunter and Megan and Casey, Renee and myself. Faith. Uh, oh, Faith. Where were you? Oh, you were doing the slides. <laughs> <laughs> and Faith, and then uh, Esmeralda also went, and then Josiah and Eliza. And Josiah is um, is in London at the moment, and Eliza lives in England, and so she can't be here. So this is the team. I'm gonna. All right, let's sit. Great. Can you see this, or you have this on your? Phone? I'm good. All right, good, 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 good. So I want to make sure that what what I do today is in all the stories that that we tell that 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 you understand that if you gave or prayed or encouraged or served in any way so that the team so that the team could actually physically go then what everything that the lord did was because of you right it's not just like the breakthrough that we saw and the, you know the salvations and all the things that the lord did they would not have happened if it were not for all of us right if we did not pray if you did not pray for us, we would not have have, have seen the breakthrough that, that we did. The the like like I, I will and I will continue to kind of beat beat this drum so that we understand this. That it's not just the going, but where that real action is is in the prayer room. 
That's where the action takes place is in prayer. That's where the battle is won. That's where souls are saved. And you might be thinking, well, how can souls be saved if I'm just on my knees in prayer, if I'm just praying? Because without prayer, I don't believe that a single soul would come to, to, to know Jesus because we battle through in prayer so that the blinders can be removed from their eyes and they can hear the message of salvation freedom in Jesus. So without giving and serving, encouraging and praying. I mean, even watching our dog. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. And I got to do a shout out for Stephen Luz, who's watched our little doggy so that we could go. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> so I want to make sure that, that we catch this as a church family, that when we send teams out, whether it's like next, next week, Shelby is, she probably did. Oh, Shelby, Shelby is, uh, <laughs> is going to be speaking at another church out in, out in uh, far East County. Um, like when we go and we do things like that as a church family, we do this together as a family and the things that the Lord does on ministry trips and missions trips, that's a family win. That's family fruit because we're, we're, we're in it, we're in it together. So I want to, uh, we've got a little bit of a, of a slideshow. And so the first thing that I want to do is I'm not just going to go through a bunch of pictures. I just want to give you a, an overview of the ministry and the things that we did. And then we're going to tell, we're going to share, we're going to share some stories. So you can go to that, that very first slide. Um, so for the, for the first three days, um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, every morning we were in high schools. And so we went to, um, four, I think it was four different high schools for two of the days. The team was, was split into two different schools. Uh, so we had a team of five and a team of four. And what we did is because you cannot, you cannot give a presentation of Jesus Christ in the schools in the Czech Republic. You kind of technically it's an atheist nation and there's not freedom to talk about Jesus in the schools unless a student asks you a direct question then you are free to answer to answer that question so what we do when we go into the schools is we give presentations on what life is like in California in English because they learn English but they learn proper English and they 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 can't it's difficult for them to have an actual conversation with people so we come in and we give conversational opportunities for them to have conversations in, in English and so um, for about four hours a day, you can go to the next slide, about four hours a day uh, in the mornings, we would stand in front of the students. Um, some, some were like small groups of like 12 students. And then in some classes, there was like 35, 40 students in the room. And we were in auditoriums um, just giving um, slideshows with full of pictures of what our lives are like here in California so that they can see and we have an opportunity to, to share with them. Um, and then Wednesday night, you can go to the next slide. Wednesday night, the pastor, and so you can see in the, in the black shirt facing, kind of facing you, that's Pastor Larry. We heard from him several months ago. He, he sent us a video. I did a little interview with him. Um, he said, I want you guys to come and I want your team to do worship. And I want you just to release the Holy Spirit over my church. I want you to, to minister to my people, to, to lay hands on, to prophesy, to believe for healing and miracles and all of that stuff. And so Wednesday night, that's, that's what we did there. And I think there's one more, one more slide. You can go to the next one. Um, of just a team ministering and in and, and, and worship. Thursday night, we had an American party, which is, it sounds kind of funny that we go to another country and we just throw an American party. But part of, and I wish, actually, I wish, I hope, hopefully one of you saved the little invitations. Um, every year we go, they make up these invitations that we pass out when we go to the high schools and say, hey, come to these events that we're having because there we're free to talk to them about Jesus. And so to, we pass out these invitations. Fair. They ask us to do the American party. We don't go in with this great idea to do an American party. 
just to be fair. And so we decorated, we had a photo booth, and then we, we brought like a, a suitcase, a check bag suitcase full of American food that they can't get there. And so we, we just throw this, this, this big American party um, and we do games and photo booths. And then we had uh, a couple of the team members share their testimony. Uh, we did a call for salvation and, and, uh, and prayed, prayed for the students. And it was really just an incredible night. Uh, the following night, so Friday night, you can go to the next slide, we had a, a youth night. And they've been working on these over the last year or so, and they actually call them, in Czech, they call them connect nights. And so they're bringing students together from multiple churches. And then we were inviting students to come from the high schools um, for this. And we play, again, we played games. Our team did worship. You can see uh, on the on the left-hand side that some of the Czech Christian uh, uh, people, students from other churches were, were flagging. It was really an incredible night. Um, and go to the next slide. We did like a talk show, so I was I was interviewed, uh, and then again we did a call for salvation and and prayer, and then go to the next slide. Then on Saturday we did a sports day where we just gathered people, there, and it was just all about building a relationship with them. And so we 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 played uh, ultimate frisbee. We threw a football around. And is there one more slide there? No, okay. And then we did church Sunday morning, and so that's their their worship team. They led us in uh, in in worship, uh, and then I preached, and then again we we ministered. So that's kind of an overview of what the what the ministry was like. And so now I'd like to. I'm going to have some of the team members. Where'd that other microphone go? All right, pass that down to Megan. I'm going to have Megan share. <laughs> um, so the. I really felt like the the English presentations were just like such my jam, like get up, talk about your life, talk to students. And what I found was it really gave me an opportunity to have some really kind of heavy but honest discussions with um, the youth there. So we had classes from 12 years old all the way to 18. And we had a couple of the oldest classes, and actually the picture of us was the group that I had this experience with. There were two experiences in those older groups where I really got a chance to share my testimony because of the questions that they asked. Um, and one of the groups I was with was kind of a very alternative group um, and reminded me of myself when I was a teenager. And what one of the girls asked is, why do Americans use Christianity and their religion to hurt people and discriminate against people who are different than them? Um, and she asked me about the laws that we've been passing. And, and I said, well, you know, just like any religion or any group, there are always extremists who use their faith as a way to hurt other people who are different than them. And it gave me a chance to explain to her that as a Christian, our call is not to discriminate or judge people, but our call is to love people as Christ loved us. And that Christ's message was to show up for the people who nobody wanted. He, like he didn't go and eat with the people who were making good choices or like were religious. He showed up with the prostitutes and the sinners and that's who he spent his time with. So we're not called to like sit in circles with people who are doing the right thing. We're called to people who are the outcasts of society and that our faith is a faith that loves people to God and that God is the one who then changes their life, however he's going to do that. 
Um, and like Pastor Craig said, it's a it's a country that is so anti-religion and anti-faith. It gave them a chance to kind of look at their preconceived notion of not only America, but also Christianity and kind of go, oh, like you're somebody who seems normal and is who is honest and that that is what Christ is. Like Christianity is not, I don't like you because you're different. It's, you know, I love you because God loves you, period. That's it. And it was just, it was like such a good, like, yeah, that's what it is. Megan was really good at this. She, I mean, she just, it really was your jam. You know, she was just always like, I'll do it. I'll do it <laughs> every time. Like who wants to go next? I mean, she was just really good and just uh, really relatable with these, with these kids. And uh, they did ask some hard questions and she just always had that, um, that timely word to speak into their life. And it's so powerful. Like Craig said, you know, look, we weren't allowed to openly share the gospel. So, but when they would ask questions, then it was like a free-for-all for us. So a lot of our presentations, because our lives are filled with church, you'd be like, well, this is my life and this is my church. And, and they'd be like, huh, I have a question about that. You know, and it was um, just awesome, which brings us to the next um the next story, and this is uh, Josiah and Eliza, and they're not here, but before we show the video uh, that they sent to us, I have to say, I have to set it up a little bit. So we're, we're in this classroom, and we're, um, we're doing these presentations, and it actually, Josiah is up doing his presentation, and part of one of his slides is things that he loves to do, and one of the things he loves to do is get tattoos. Okay, this is so random. This is in his slideshow. So one whole page is his tattoos. He just talks about them a little bit. And then he says this one time. He says, does anyone here have tattoos? I mean, we are in a high school. We were thinking probably no. And then a few of them are like, yeah. And this one guy, Roman, he's like, yeah, I have a couple. And he's like, I actually have one, like big one on my back. And we kind of made a joke. Oh, let us see. And then his teacher was like, yeah, this just like take your shirt off. <laughs> I'm like, this would never go over in America. You know, I'm like, this is not happening. Sure enough, he takes his shirt off in class and it's to show us his tattoo. Well, as we mentioned, we invite these students to come out um, to our American party in the youth night. Well, Roman shows up because he built a connection with Josiah over a tattoo. And uh, now we're going to show the video of kind of what happened with Roman. in the class to show up on his back tattoo. So we all remembered him, um, which I think really was yeah. useful. Um, and so we were just chatting with him like a lot of the night. Um, he was just super talkative. And after we'd shared some testimonies and just shared about Jesus and given an invitation, he came up to me and he was like, just started sharing about his life and um, feeling lonely and 
feeling misunderstood by people. And so we just started to pray for him uh, and prophesy over him. Um, and then I felt to pray for the Holy Spirit. So we just asked the Holy Spirit to come and he started to um, experience the Holy Spirit as a manifestation in his hands. Um, and so that was the perfect door to just ask, like, do you want to receive Jesus? Um, and he was like, yeah, I want to give it a go. I want to give this Jesus thing a go. Um, and that was a really cool actually testimony for me too, because um, I had never led anyone to the Lord before. I'd never like had it happen right there um, in front of me. And it's something I've been praying for, for like a lot for the last two years. Um, and so I was just so excited and um, this guy Roman got saved. So it was just an awesome testimony all around. Yeah, it was a really great time. It was super cool getting to talk to Roman just about Jesus. Um, he was telling us that he was kind of like on a spiritual journey, like not really exactly knowing what was real, but feeling like there was something out there. And so getting to kind of walk him through who Jesus is um, and then see him accept Jesus was super cool. Um, I have Instagram and we've chatted I mean, very briefly, like once or twice, but um, so it's just super cool. It was a really cool time. And that's just, I mean, I think, I don't know if we're the first thing that's getting played or the last thing, um, but that's just one of the things that happened in the Czech Republic on our mission trip. It was an amazing time. Um, and just because we're not there now, just want to say thank you to everyone. Thank you guys so much uh, for praying, for giving, for encouraging us, for believing in us, um, and for being excited for us to see what has happened. Um, yeah. Love you, church family. <laughs> see you next Sunday. Um, um, fun, fun fact. They're now engaged. After the after the trip, they, we took a, a little uh, a little trip to London on one of the days uh, Josiah proposed, and so I feel like we're good to share that. He shared it on Facebook about 25, 30 minutes ago. He texted us. He said it's on Facebook, so it's now Facebook official. So um, I'd like to have Casey share uh, a little bit of uh, like her experience, and uh, if you you have your phone, you want to read it. It's hundred percent. Yeah, this is not easy to sit in front of you guys and and to talk. And I know Casey was so far outside of her comfort zone giving presentations awesome. and stuff. But listen. Casey can rock a small group of, uh, you know, having English conversations Honestly. with kids who, who is English is their second language. She was a rock star at the small group. So go ahead and, and share what, you, yeah, what you got there. When I first heard about the Czech missions trip several months ago, I felt it in my heart that God wanted me to go. And I'm so happy that I did. This trip was amazing and eye opening. My favorite thing about it overall was getting to know my church family more and growing closer to them through this time together. Our team is so special. And each person has made a huge impact on my life. I also enjoyed getting to interact with the students in the different schools we visited and learning more about the Czech culture. Our sister church in Carlo Vivari, run by Pastor Larry and his awesome staff, is incredibly strong in the Lord and getting stronger day by day. I would love the opportunity to go back in the future to see how they are doing and do more of God's work with them. One thing I noticed while I was in the Czech Republic was the dark spiritual atmosphere in the country. 
I even experienced a slight attack from the enemy that made me feel disconnected from my team and from God for a short time. But they helped me overcome it through prayer. I witnessed a handful of Czech students give their lives to God, even while they were in the presence of a few students that were controlled by evil spirits. I got to pray with one student who I found out later didn't actually know much English, um, but she did ask for prayer to give her life to God, and I could sense her breathing relax as the Holy Spirit worked in me to help her. This trip has changed me and caused me to become more aware of what is going on around me, both physically and spiritually. I feel more connected to my church family than I ever did before and more connected to God as well. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported us through prayer, through donations, and just general support. None of this would have been possible otherwise. I mean, when you go on a trip like this, a lot happens in that country and in that church, but a lot happens here too. And um, just... It was just so beautiful to watch Casey and, and, you know, the challenges that she would come up against and then she'd just, like, bring it. Right? I remember uh, one uh, time at uh, at dinner, we used to eat dinner about 8.30 every night, which was, like, felt really late for us. And um, I remember Casey leaned over and said, hey, Renee, do you think after we could, like, meet together and pray? And I'm like, that's a good idea. You know, and I just love the team dynamics of feeling the freedom to be able to ask that. And, and we don't always have to be the ones suggesting maybe we should pray, but they literally helped carry that spiritual weight along. So it was just an amazing thing to see. Um, one of the things that, that, um, breakthroughs that we experienced in the Holy Spirit night, um, Whenever you go to a place like that and then you have your worship team and they're singing in English, it's kind of hard for the regular people who are Czech people to engage, even though they are, you know, maybe a lot of them that night was were Christians. Well, it started that night um, kind of like most of them were sitting down and we were going for it. I mean, it was in English for us. So we were like going for it and they could feel it and whatnot, but it was kind of like, okay, is this going to go anywhere? And then as Holy Spirit began to move and things begin to shift and then our team just began to be released. We're just like, just go find people to pray for, you know, and release some prophetic words, but then they were released to go one-on-one -on -one with people. The place just broke open, but it started with most sitting and we were just doing our thing, to at the end, there was dancing, there was shouting, there was like people were moving around, there was crying. There was, it was an incredible thing to witness as the team was releasing their gifts. Pass that microphone down to Faith. I'm going to have Faith share a couple testimonies that, um, that she, she experienced on the trip. Does it matter the order? No. Okay, cool. Um, so thinking which one I want to do first. Um, so for the Holy Spirit night, I believe, or actually, no, it was one of the youth nights. Um, there was like a call for salvation and people raised their hands and we were supposed to go to them and pray with them. So I prayed with one girl and then I was just like looking around and then there was this like older, she wasn't maybe like in her late 30s and she was sitting in the back and she had her hand raised. So I went back there. And 
I was like just confirming that this is what she was asking for, and she said, "I speak no English." And I was like, Except for that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, cool. So I was looking around. There was like a few translators um, in the room, and they were just like sitting there. So I was like, maybe I could go and uh, get a translator to help me out with this. So I was looking around, and then she grabs both my hands, and she's like, no, like it's fine. She didn't say that, but that's what she was conveying. And so she's sitting on like a little bench in the back, and then I'm just like kneeling on the ground in front of her, and she's holding my hands. And so then I just start praying for her for um, to accept Jesus into her heart. And it was just kind of a interesting thing to experience to um, do that with someone who doesn't speak any English, because I can't really do like, hey, repeat after me. So I was just praying for her to accept Jesus into her heart, and. At the end, I kind of realized, I was like, I guess it doesn't really matter because the fact that she raised her hand alone means that she already did. She already wanted that. Um, But that was a really cool experience. And then the Sunday before, it was a Sunday we were leaving to go to Prague. We um, had our service, and then there was, like, a bunch of calls for certain things, like, if you're struggling with this, if whatever, and so I was praying for a few people, and then one of the translators who, um, I think he's the worship pastor as well, um, he pulled me aside. He's like, hey, can you pray for this lady? Um, she had, her eyesight is really bad, and I think he said she had, like, holes in her, like, corneas? Yeah. And um, the doctors say she's going to go blind, and she's afraid, and she doesn't want that. I was like, okay. (laughs) So I had never really prayed for anyone like that before. Um, So I just started praying for her. And I kind of expected him to translate because she didn't speak any English. But he didn't. So I was just praying praying for her. And she didn't know what I was saying. (laughs) Um, And the whole time I was praying, I really felt that I was supposed to um, ask him to ask her to take off, she was wearing glasses, to take off her glasses and, like, say, like, how bad is it? Like, what can you see? What can you not see? And then close her eyes and then we'd pray and just, like, kind of, um, like, search for that healing. But I wasn't sure. I was really nervous. So I just kept praying. And then I eventually, I called my mom over and I was like, hey, I want to do this. Is that okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh, he, I asked him to ask her to take off her glasses and just, like, look. And she said she couldn't really see anything. Like, it was all a blur. Um, there was, like, a bookshelf in front of us, and she's like, can't really see that over there. Like, can't read any of the titles. It's just blurry. And so I was like, okay, close your eyes, and we'll pray. So we prayed for her. And then um, I was like, open your eyes. Like, is any better what's happening? And she said she could see a little better. Like, yeah. she could see the books a little better. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, great. So then close your eyes, we'll pray again. So we prayed again, and then she opened her eyes, and she's like, no, like, it's still the same as it was last time. And then she said, maybe it will come later <laughs> in English. She said that. And I was like, yeah. So then we were like, all right, we would, like, receive that healing for you. Um, we asked the translator, like, let us know. Text us if anything happens. But it's still, like, I'm expecting it for what will come, but it's still a great story. She was going, her doctor said she was going blind, and 
um, it improved, her vision improved. Yeah. <laughs> How many know that um, when it's one way and then suddenly it's different, God did something, right? <laughs> that doesn't just happen, right? So God, definitely there's healing that was taking place there, which is powerful. I, I love what she said. Like, I feel like it will happen. You know, it's, and we're, we were feeling this. We're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so at this time, let's, let's show the, the video of Esmeralda. She's got, uh, even because she's upstairs, I wanted to have her, uh, have, have her, uh, share. Thank everyone who kept us in, uh, prayer and supported you guys are awesome. Um, the first um, night we had a, a special service um, to just do ministry and I had the honor of praying for an old friend back in 2019 um, on that uh, missions trip. I met a wonderful uh, lady by the name of Simona. She was originally from Spain and she only spoke Spanish and Czech. So she, during that time, she was experiencing some difficult times with her health. Um, she was going through cancer treatment and just some other things. And her desire was to be prayed over in her um, native language in Spanish. And so um, I happened to be the Spanish speaker on the team and I had the honor and privilege to pray for her. Fast forward, I got to see her again this time around and I'm happy to report that she's cancer free. She is um, just full of joy and she actually um, prayed for me and she was praying in the spirit and it was just such a joy to be prayed for by such a wonderful person. So that was just a very powerful and impactful moment for me to be able to, um, you know, worship God and, and just be in fellowship with her. Um, another thing uh, was that I felt the Lord um, show me that she would be in like a running a woman's group. And when I shared that with her, it um, confirmed her um which she felt the Lord was also telling her. So it was such a wonderful moment to experience that with her. Another very special moment was um, another um, night. We had a like an American party youth night, and I had two young ladies approach me, and one of them um, was not a believer, but I did not know that at the time. So I began to pray over them. And as I prayed, um, the Holy Spirit just began to shift and change um, everything. They began to cry and giggle and laugh, and they were just filled with so much joy. Um, one of them, the unbeliever, she gave her life to Christ and uh, she later shared that um, her father was an atheist, and when he opened the Bible, he became a believer. So they used to go to church when she was a little girl, but her mom is atheist. So, you know, Christianity isn't really a thing um, in her household anymore, but she was just so full of joy to be able to receive Christ and feel what she was feeling that night. Now, the other one, she was a believer, and she had been praying to um, feel the Holy Spirit. And so that night she was touched by the Holy Spirit and she was just filled with joy um, to the point where they both didn't know if they needed to sit down or not. It was wonderful. Um, 
so many more experiences, but for the sake of this video not being too long, I will share both of these and I hope that they encourage you all. And once again, thank you for your support. Pass the microphone to uh, to Hunter, and I'm going to have Hunter share uh, a story about a about a young guy named named Philip. So, <clears throat> I got a chance to talk with Philip or meet Philip on Friday night, which was our Connect night, which I didn't even know what it meant until like the day before because I was like, "What's a Connect party?" Um, but uh, we got a chance after worship um, and before games, I think a little bit. I was kind of talking to him, and we had connected because we're about the same age. And he is going to Spain. And so I got a chance to, or he got a chance to ask me about what I love about traveling. Um, because before this, I got to go to Indonesia. So I was I was sharing this experience of going to the Czech Republic and that experience of um, just what I like about traveling. Because this is the first place he's ever been. So he's going to study in Spain. And he asked me about that. And we immediately were kind of hitting it off and talking. And... Um, I noticed uh, one of the questions was just asking if he want you know if there was people that wanted to get to know um, God more. It was like right after the sermon, and we were supposed to be going and praying for people. And I think it was Pastor Craig who had asked, um, you know, does anybody feel like they are trying to get to know God more? They they want to experience God more, or maybe ask God into their life. And um, you know, everybody had their their heads down and their eyes closed. And I noticed he raised his hand. And um, immediately I, I kind of was like, maybe I should go pray for him. So I went over there and I prayed for him. And um, I felt very disconnected from God in the beginning of the trip. Um, so at this point in the trip, I was kind of um, almost selfishly hoping that God was going to do something in me while I was helping minister to other people. And um, so I'm sitting there and I'm praying for him and I feel like I'm just not getting the right words. Um, and so I already feel like I'm not doing too great. Plus he doesn't speak fluent English. And so he's probably understanding about 50% of what I'm saying. And so I just felt like I didn't do that great of a job, but I, I finished praying for him and, um, you know, like I gave him a pat on the back and he seemed like he was happy that I came and prayed for him. And then I continued to pray for other people. <clears throat> and then at the end of the night, um, we had already finished doing what we were doing. We did a little bit more worship, I think, and maybe some more speaking and praying, and we were just about to leave, and he came up to me right before I left and um, and came up and told me, because I didn't ask him. I, I'm not the type of person to ask, like, oh, did you notice anything or did you feel anything? Because I'm afraid to get the answer no. <laughs> and so I um, didn't ask, didn't want to know. I just was happy that I had the chance to pray for him. And he, came, he made it a point to come up to me as we were, like, walking out the door with Pastor Larry. And he said, hey, I just wanted to thank you for praying for me. Um, and he said that he felt like in the middle of while I was praying for him, he said he felt like a, like a change, just like a, a complete shift in emotions, a complete shift in like his life. And he couldn't really describe it, but he said it just like happened. Like he just felt it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool because that's, you know, that's the Holy spirit. And that's like a feeling that we can't describe because we're physical beings or spiritual beings in a physical body. And so that's something that we can't describe. And the way that he came up and just told me, like, made it a point to tell me that he felt that change was super, super um, helpful for me also, just because I knew that whether or not um, I felt like I was 
um, in a good place with God. I felt like God was taking care of it. God was the one that was taking me, and he was He was holding um, me and helping me out there. Don't, <laughs> it's so good. You don't have to be perfect to go on a missions trip. You just have to say yes to God, and he takes care of the rest. I'm just so proud of all these guys. Um, this... Uh, this night, was it the American party or the Connect the Connect night? The Connect party. Um, so we get there, and, and as Craig mentioned, this was a thing that they've been doing a couple times where the, the region kind of joins together and all their students come out. What was unique to our time is that we actually also invited students from the schools who did not know the Lord. So it was a little bit of this mingling of these two groups and very extreme opposites in, in some regards. So it, it made for a challenging evening. So it's an open room. There's no chairs, first off. And we're doing worship. So that's interesting. You know, and there's kids kind of everywhere a little bit. And our team um, starts. And they start to do the worship. And three, three or four of these students kind of get out on what, they turned into a dance floor, <laughs> uh, but not 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 what what I do up here dancing. But like um, they were doing some kind of interesting things, and and really what was happening here is they were making a mockery of what the Lord was doing. And um, our worship team, man, they just kept going. And it was, it was, I mean, they were awesome, but it was rough. It was hard for them to press through in, in this spirit, this evil spirit of mockery, which was also then presenting the spirit of um, intimidation. So we have mockery happening, and then we have this evil spirit of intimidation that's scaring the Christian students in the room. So they are afraid to step out and worship. Well, our team just kept going and going, and it was—I mean, it was pushed through. And 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 uh, then at one point, there was um, a, a couple of them. They kind of stopped doing that, and they went over and sat down. And I was just praying, declaring, you know, like all these things. And some of our team members was like, "What's going on here?" You know, we're—they're figuring it out, and we're praying against it. And this one of the girls who was wearing a satanic um, uh, pendant, yeah. Uh, on her chain, she starts doing this to her friend and pointing at me, just pointing at me. I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there. I mean, I was declaring and, you know, I, I mean, I'm going for it in the spirit, but I didn't do anything to her personally, you know. And she is pointing at me and laughing and talking to her friend and point. And it's just this mockery and this intimidation happening again. Well, we just keep going for it in worship and our team is praying and, and things like that. Well, some of the Christian students in the room, which you saw the picture earlier, start grabbing some flags. And as we begin to pray and declare kind of like the Lord reigns in this place, the Lord has authority in this place. Jesus reigns over every spirit. The enemy will not have its way, you know, this place. They, bring, they grab these flags, these Christian kids, and they start to just like just worship. And they come to the center and they're just worshiping. The team keeps playing and worshiping. The, and things begin to break open. And literally through their act 
of, of, of faith and, and courage and kind of our going for it in the spirit, it unlocks something um, where we would be able to see great fruit that night. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty powerful, absolutely. And then a couple, a couple of those students ended up actually kind of running out of the out of the meeting. I mean, the clearly they were, spirit. yeah, they were they were um, they were demonized and and you know couldn't take the the presence of the Lord any longer, and they and they ran out. Um, I want to let you guys know that um, that that there were sixteen students that gave their lives to Jesus on this trip. Now this is yeah this is this is huge because this is the fourth time that I've gone and more students more people got saved on this trip than all the other trips combined. Like it might sound like oh well, yeah that was that's really nice 16 students but like in in that country in that context of of what they experience and what the spiritual dynamic is uh, in that country 16 students is absolutely I mean incredible. let's be honest if we had 16 people come to know Jesus this morning we would be like, <laughs> but let alone in this country yeah. this it was Absolutely, Absolutely phenomenal. Some, something is, is shifting um, in in the church and in in, in that country. And so um, there was sixteen lives, sixteen families that were radically transformed um, in in you know in in ministry. And now they were they were one way, and now they're another way. And it was um, really really quite quite the thing. Um, what I, I want to do, I want to do this. I want to do two things, and then we're gonna we're gonna close. I want everyone to close your eyes for a moment. And if you're here today. Uh, and this might kind of seem like it's coming out of nowhere, but we really felt like this is something that we 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 were supposed to do today. If you're here today and you're kind of listening to these stories, um, I want to I want to ask if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus um, and would like to say, yeah, you know what, this this is what I want. I want to give my life to Jesus today. If you're here, I just want you with no one's looking around. I just want you to lift your hand up and say, yeah, yeah, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Father, I just thank you for every life in this room right now. I thank you that you are here to meet each individual where they are. I thank you that in a moment when we say yes in our hearts to you, you are there. Thank you that it's not a magic prayer, but it's a yes to you. So right now, as we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to fill our minds and our, our emotions and our thoughts with, with you and you alone, I ask that you would come and fill every void, every place, I, I pray that even even as the testimonies went out today about just the the sudden switches and the the change of emotions and the saying yes to you because 
because there's something out there that's more than what I'm experiencing. I pray that every person in this room today would feel that same switch. That there would be an increase of hope, faith, and love. So I want to end this kind of hearing stories, and I'm going to ask the team, uh, everybody, a question that I haven't prepped you for, except for Hunter, because I told him. Um, and so just real brief, as brief as you possibly can without attaching a story to it. Um, I'm going to ask you, uh, I want to know what God did in you during this trip, or how did going on this trip impact and change you? Now I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Because uh, I want to explain, because going on a, on a missions trip is about what God is going to do through you and in that place, but it's also about what God is going to do in you. Because God works in you this, just as you're as as he's working through you. Um, and so, uh, you know, maybe you're here today and you're like, man, I'd like to one day go on a trip, but I've got like reservations or I've got fears and stuff like that. Um, I want to encourage you, don't let those things hold you back from putting yourself in a position where God can use you and transform your life at the same time. Because even as Hunter said, he's kind of feeling a little disconnected from the Lord. But, but, but you know, it's, it's not about how good we are. It's about how available we are. We, we make ourselves available to the Lord and then watch what he does through us. And then as he's doing things through us, he's doing things in us. So what, so either you don't have to answer both of them, but you could, you know, real briefly, what did God do in you or how did, how did going on this trip impact or change you? Go ahead, Faith. Um, I feel like it's kind of... Maybe not like hard to explain, but not like a specific thing like, oh, God did this. I think it was just a very different trip than I've ever been on before. All the other trips, well, one, I've been very young, so I'm just kind of like I'm there. And like I help when I can, but I'm, most of the time I'm just there. <laughs> um, so it felt like I was like a part this time and like I could really um, – like God could really use me. Like I prayed over a lot of people and I had never really done that before. Um, and it was exciting and it was scary, <laughs> but it was just like something I had never experienced before. And that was um, really cool. And I think like brought me into a deep relationship with God. Cool. Perfect. Hunter, anything you want to add? <clears throat> um, well, there was actually, <clears throat> excuse me, there was actually two things. Um, the first one was um, I just felt like I was going through a lot before I got uh, to the trip. And then on the trip, it was kind of something that I was focusing on a lot and I was trying to get my mind off of it. And I felt like, I mean, a couple days after I got back from the trip, it was like God gave me this sense of peace and not like a sense of peace with like how the situation's going, but like a sense of peace is like, of like God saying, I'm going to handle this. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. And like, I just have this like huge sense of peace right now where it's like, why would I even worry about it? Because I already so know good. God's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so good. And then the other thing was um, when I started coming to the church, it felt like a very um, professional relationship. I mean, I started coming here because I started playing worship here. And so before I even came, I was already meeting with Pastor Craig and Renee and Ryan. Um, and it felt very much like a workplace almost. And then after this trip, it felt very... Um, I felt very close with everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people that I was the most worried about 
um, not clicking with. Like I was really worried about clicking with Megan for some reason. <laughs> and I was really, really worried about um, getting along with Josiah. And like I probably connected with them the most out of everybody on the trip. So, um, and I just felt like that was kind of God taking care of that for me and saying like, no, this is your church family. And, you know, so, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Megan, how about you? Um, I think this, this trip gave me a confirmation. I always felt like God has called me into ministry and, um, but I was like, oh, I don't, I don't see myself on a stage. Like I don't see myself preaching to people and then like being up there and talking to people and, having these honest conversations about my faith and, and how it relates to the challenges of the world. It was just like a, Oh no, actually I really thrive here. I really feel comfortable here. Um, and it was just such a good like confirmation. And then God highlighted some things that I was like, I've like prayed through my anxiety and like my anxiety is like way better. I didn't have any issues on this trip. And I was like, yeah. And then like, this thing that I was like, oh, I thought I was done with that. I didn't, this was not an issue anymore that it just, it was like, God just showed like, this is not something you've, you've defeated yet. This is something you need to pray over. You need to like work through this, that this is something that's holding on to you. And I think it was really good to both have confirmation that I am following where God has called me, but also the acknowledgement of like an insecurity that the enemy uses to like put me on shaky ground so I was like, okay, come back with some work. But, you know, it's like, God's like, I'm, we're not done. And I was like, oh, okay, that's Good. okay. We're going to do it. So, perfect. yeah. Perfect. Casey, anything to add? I know you shared a little bit about what God did in you, but any, anything to add to what you shared? Uh, just a couple things. Um, one is like, long story short, I've tried like so many different churches and this one really feels like home now. Mm. Um, not like it didn't before, but like it's really sealed that for me. Um, just these people have become my friends and family. And um, so I'm really thankful and blessed for that. Um, the other thing is, I remember one of the nights when we were praying for the students to give their lives to God. And I, you asked me to like go pray for someone that raised their hand. And I was like, I don't know what to say. And she's like, God's already doing it. You just have to, you know, just just pray and God will work through you. So just, I guess, realizing the power of God mm. and it's not really all up to me. It's, you know, it's God. So. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I want to let you guys know, you can go to that very last slide that, that I have in the presentation there. Um, so next summer, we're, we're going to take a team uh, July 14th to the 20th of 2024. We're going to go down to Mexico and we're going to work with our missionary friends. We did a, an interview with, uh, with him, Jeff Duval, and we were there, I think, 2018. And we're going to do a house build for, uh, for a family down there. I've already contacted them and said, hey, this is the week that we want. So we don't have a lot of details, but if you are interested today, and as I was sharing it and you, you're hearing stories about this trip, you're thinking to yourself, man, I think I might like to do that. The cool thing about this trip, trip is one it's not a, it's not a transatlantic flight praise the lord like that's that's difficult right there um it's about five and a half to six hours south of the border um and so it, it's closer um but this is also I'll, I'll say it this way it's kind of like a family friendly trip and so if you're thinking like man i'd like to take my kids um and i don't have the ages nailed down but like Obviously, you need to be a little bit older. Then you should probably be able to swing a hammer uh, because we're going to be building a house uh, like in Mexico. 
So they can be younger, but if you're like, I'd like to have this experience with my kids, um, and, and you know, I, I think I'd like to go on this, whether you have a family or not, but this is something that you're interested in. Uh, when you leave out the, out the back doors in the lobby on the table, there's an interest, an interest sheet. And you might be thinking like, I don't know, maybe you're wrestling with it. I want to encourage you to take an action step and just simply write your name, your email address, and your phone number down on that sheet. You're not locking in saying 100% I'm going. You're just saying, hey, I'm interested. And just watch what God will do as you take that risk and that action step to say, hey, I want to go. So I want to encourage you if you're here today, and we'll, we'll give much more details, you know, many more months, you know, down the line when we have them on cost and, and things like that. But just if you are interested, so, sign up for that. Um, and you will see... Um, what doing some practical ministry, like meeting felt needs in an extreme poverty situation, because the area we're going to is very extreme poverty, and how you know giving a family a home that doesn't have a home, what that does for them, but also what that does for you. I've done house builds in Mexico twice, and I, they they marked me and erect me forever. I will never forget them, and so I want to encourage you um, to do that. And I think. That's everything, right? Yeah, let's stand. I want to pray. I know we kept you guys a little bit late today. Um, but as I, as I mentioned before, when we testify of the good things that the Lord has done, it prophesies over us. Revelation says the, the, spirit, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so if you're believing for people in your life to, to, to receive the Lord and, 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 and become Christian or, or have, have you know, a healing miracle, then the stories of the salvations and the things that took place, you take that and say, yes, I receive that for my family. I receive that for my friends, these people that I'm believing for. So Father, I pray that you are just glorified today and the testimonies of all that you have done. And for those who are believing for friends and family members and co-workers and neighbors to come to know you, I pray that you would remove the blinders from their eyes and that we as a church family and as individuals, that we step into a season of harvest where we are regularly seeing people come to know you and we are discipling them and engaging with them in kingdom ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.